All right. How y'all be today? Y'all doing all right? All right. Did y'all bring y'all's Bibles today? Oh, man. Yeah, you probably cut yourself on with your sword. So you probably be careful. That's good. Your parents are wise. <laughs> okay, so today we're going to continue our study in Genesis, right? Have you guys learned a lot in Genesis so far? Kind of? Yes. Lincoln, have you learned anything in Genesis? Can you share with me, any of you, what you've learned in Genesis so far? What's that? Okay, the ark, right, and Noah. Well, they cut the animals in half, right? Mr. Phil taught on that, right? That was pretty interesting. That was cool, huh? What's that? Adam and Eve. Okay. Leo, do you remember anything about? Maybe? If you're like me, you got to talk about it, then remember, huh? Yeah. The serpent? Oh, yeah. Yep. And the seed, right? That's right. That's right. Okay, good, good. Well, Genesis is very important to memorize and learn because if you know Genesis well, then the rest of the world will not confuse you. It debunks evolution. It debunks uh, different types of creation theories and salvation. It has the truth about salvation, uh, about the origin of man, all these things in there, okay? So that's why Genesis, that's why we're going through Genesis. It may not register today, but in the future, when somebody tells you something that sounds off, you'll know, wait a minute, something will come into your mind, hey, that's not what I learned. I need to question that, right? And that's called discernment, and that's what we want to do with you. So we're going to go to our next study, which is the God who sees you. <clears throat> All right, so let's talk about uh, what we learned uh, last week when Mr. Owen taught you. So what happened when Abram sought God's blessing by his own works? Do you remember that? Okay. It led to what? Disaster, right? Destruction. Okay, this always happens when we seek salvation by our own works, right? When we try to get salvation by our own works, that's not a good thing. So how did Hagar respond to, to Sarai's mistreatment? Huh? She was jealous, right? What did she do? Did she stay there? Did she? She left, right? She left. Do you remember where she went back to? To Egypt, right? And Egypt was her homeland, okay? So let's, we're going to go ahead and read Genesis 16, 7 through 16. Genesis 16, so if you guys would like to follow along with us. And here are the questions that I'll be asking you. It says, who appeared to Hagar after she ran away? Okay. What was the name God gave the child in Hagar's womb? And what name did Hagar give the angel of the Lord? Okay, remember that one. Okay, you got it? All right. Genesis chapter 16, 7 through 16. And it says, Now the angel of Yahweh found her by a spring of water in the wilderness, by the spring on the way to Shur. And he said, Hagar, Sarai's servant woman, where have you come from and where have you, are you going? And she said, I am fleeing from the presence of my mistress Sarai. Then the angel of Yahweh said to her, Return to your mistress and humble yourself under her hands. Moreover, the angel of Yahweh said to her, I will greatly multiply your seed so that, we, so that they will too uh, be many to be counted. And the angel of Yahweh said to her further, 
Behold, you are with child, and you will bear a son, and you shall call his name Ishmael. Because Yahweh has heard your affliction, and he will be a wild donkey of a man. His hand will be against everyone, and everyone's hand will be against him. And he will dwell in the face of all his brothers. Then she called the name of Yahweh, who spoke to her. You are a, you are a God who sees, for she said, Have I even remained alive here after seeing him? Therefore, the well was called Berlahi Behold, it is between uh, Kadesh and Bered. Okay, make sure you remember that. So Hagar bore Abraham a son, and Abraham called the name of his son whom Hagar bore Ishmael. Now Abraham was 86 years old when Hagar bore Ishmael to him. Okay, that was a lot, right? Okay, so hopefully you got that memorized. Okay, here we go. All right, so what appeared to Hagar after she ran away? Okay, angel of what? Of God the Lord, right? Angel of the Lord. Angel of the Lord is real important, okay? So the angel of the Lord, this was no ordinary angel, okay? He spoke as God himself, okay? And Hagar called him God. Remember that? She said that? At the end there, and this story, like many other other times in the Old Testament, the angel of the Lord was the Son of God. So every time the Old Testament says angels of the Lord, it's typically what we call a Christophany, Christ before the manger, right? Christ didn't come to existence when he was born as a baby. He existed before that, okay? It's real important, okay? So Christ existed before the manger, and he was the angel of the Lord. All right, what was the name God gave to the child in Hagar's womb? Okay, is she right now, Elio? What do you think, Lincoln? Is that right? That sounds about right, huh? Yeah, we'll go with that, right? Ishmael, yeah, that's right. Okay, Marlena, you got it. Okay, the name means God hears. Okay, God had heard Hagar's cries and was showing grace to her. Okay, imagine. When God hears our prayers, what does he show us, right? He shows us his grace, right? <clears throat> his favor. Now, what name did Hagar give the angel of the Lord? Right, the God who sees me, right? That's right. Hagar was not a, uh, was not a great or important person. She was just a servant for Abram. But God saw her and took pity on her, Okay. All right, so here's what we uh, we'll go we'll go over a few little items here. All right, so the main idea here is that God does not forsake His people even when they forget Him or forsake Him, right? Um, and forsake His blessings. Hagar was fed <clears throat> fed up with the mistreatment she received in Abram's house, and so she ran away. Right? We learned that. Remember, where did she go? She went to Egypt. That's right, back to her land of her birth. She fled to Egypt. This is a theme that comes up again and again in Genesis. Returning to Egypt. Abraham had gone to Egypt when famine came to the promised land. We see that in Genesis chapter 12. Lot had chosen the Jordan Valley instead of Canaan because it was well watered like Egypt, which is in chapter 13. And in this story, Hagar has left the land of promise for Egypt. We see that people are going back to their homelands. Okay, This this is always the temptation God's people face. When Abraham's family later became the nation of Israel, they too would long to go back to Egypt. And we'll see that in Numbers chapter 14. 
So, Christians, okay, if you're a Christian, audience, if you're a Christian, okay, Christians face the same temptation today. Being drawn back to the sinful world God has saved us from. We get tempted with that, right? When we are saved, we sometimes want to go back to our old selves, our old ways of doing things, okay? But though Hagar forsook Abram's house and the land of promise, God did not forsake her. Though she rejected God's blessings, she would still bless her. He would still bless her. Just as he rescued Abraham and Lot from their Egyptian retreats, he would rescue Hagar. Okay? So God heard her cries and saw her trouble. He went after her, uh, convicting her and helping her to see that only in Abraham's house would she find true blessedness and salvation. Okay? Because the blessing was under Abraham. And so Hagar, Hagar returned. Okay? She returned. She was pregnant with Abram's baby, but the child to be born to her would not be the child of promise. Abraham would have to wait many years for that child to come. So what is that telling us? There's going to be another what born? Another baby, right? And we'll talk about that in the future. Okay. All right. So why was it wrong for Hagar to go back to Egypt? She didn't trust God, right? What do you think, Leo? What was it wrong? Okay, baby with her dad, right? Maybe the baby needs to be with the dad, okay. Okay, by God's grace, Hagar had become a part of Abraham's household, remember? So she's kind of covered over that household. She shared in Abraham's blessing and lived in the land of blessing, right? So by going back to Egypt, Hagar was leaving behind... God's salvation. She was traveling to a land under God's curse. Okay, she was going back to her old ways, a ways that was not pleasing to the Lord, that was not in God's blessing, right? <clears throat> so how do Christians today face a similar temptation to return to Egypt? Okay? We talked about that earlier, right? Sometimes as Christians we want to go back to our old ways, right? So it says, when we believe in Jesus, God delivers us from the sinful world and we see that in Galatians chapter 1 verses 4. This does not mean we no longer live in the world, but God gives us a new heart or hearts so that we no longer love the sinful things the world loves. Even the strongest Christians are tempted at times to leave behind God's blessings from the sin of this world, okay? Now, what do we learn about God from the name Hagar gave him? Remember the name she gave him was the God who sees me, right? What do we learn about that? What does that tell us? That's right. Okay, he'll always be with us. Okay, he is a God who sees and knows everything, right? This we call God's sovereignty, right? He sees and knows everything uh, about us. Nothing we do or desire is hidden from him. Do any of y'all have secret sins? No? Some say yes, some say no. Well, if God is there, is it still a secret? No, we have no You have secret sins? Yes, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Thank you, brother. He's, he's good. His heart is softening. He's responding to his nature. That's wrong. That's good. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Okay. All right. Nothing we do or desire is hidden from him. And yet, even though he knows our sinful hearts... He is gracious towards us in Jesus Christ. 
and seeks, seeks after us with his salvation. Okay? Right? <laughs> okay. So, we should pray tonight when you go to bed. Okay? That those around us, you know, would encounter God. Right? That God would, would, would uh, touch them in a way that would save them. That they would know the truth of the gospel. And maybe that you would have an opportunity to give somebody that gospel. Right? So, anyways, let's pray about that tonight. And remember, God is sovereign. He is the God who sees me. Okay, that's the title of our message today. All right. What's that, buddy? Oh, yeah? I need an interpreter. <laughs> so, all right, well, let's go ahead and pray, okay? Heavenly Father, we just thank you for today, Lord. We know that you are the God of sovereignty, Lord. Uh, we uh, see, Lord, what you've done in the past uh, with uh, Hagar and how you comforted her and brought her back, and that she remained under the blessing of Abraham, which came from you, Lord. And we just thank you, Lord, for this story. Lord, we can look back and see those two nations today still fighting today, Lord, and we can see that your Bible is truth. And Lord, but I pray that uh, we look just even past that, Lord, that we look and just see that you are in control and that we need to trust you, Lord, in all circumstances. And Lord, I pray that you give us that hope in you. Uh, for, through salvation, those who don't have it, Lord, and those who do have it, I pray that we do not go back to our old ways. As Peter says, Lord, that a dog returns to his vomit, Lord, do not let us be like that. Protect us, Lord, from sin, as your prayer says, uh, protect us from temptation, Lord. We thank you, we love you, we pray in your name, amen. <coughs>